What up, guys? So it's been a little bit since we had a video. We missed last week again. Um, real life is just all-consuming. Uh, you know how it goes, really. But we had a modern tournament over the weekend. SCG hosted an event. Um, so it was modern for the main event. And then, of course, you have the classic that takes place on Sunday. So double modern action, uh, full of deck lists for you guys to be able to enjoy. And kind of going into the tournament, a lot of people were like, all right, Scape Shift's still really good. You know, Death Shadow's still really good. How are we going to deal with it? But if you were paying attention... Some control decks were doing quite well at the event, so uh, of course the boss was rocking out his eight rack stuff, um, which we've already shown all of these decks that I talked about um, for modern um, meta breakdown. So you guys can check the playlist if you missed any of these decks and want a little bit more in-depth discussion uh, of those particular decks. Uh, now this is one of the lists that did um, do quite well at the event. You know, made top eight. I think it was like seventh place for the uh, tournament. But it, it's a fun deck that's out there. We, you know, we've seen kind of more of a rise of these sort of death and taxes style lists um, or, or to kind of help combat the rise up of the scapeshift. Like the scapeshift style decks have been doing really well, but all of the scapeshift uh, benefits from being able to search their library, right? Scapeshift, um, primeval titan, finding lands, that sort of stuff. So if you are playing your taxes style and can delay their searching effects it does help out a lot so um, the Eldrazi version of this white black death and taxes list which is the one we're going to be talking about we've got two different versions to discuss tonight um, you know is solid with the taxes version you know it's still like what you'd expect to see and we'll talk about the two key pieces that make it a taxes style um, and then you've got kind of you know we talk about the death style of things and how you can kill things and whatever but the Eldrazi are very powerful. Um, you know, they, we, if you guys have played Magic, you know they've done well in Standard. They've done well in Modern. They do well in Legacy. Like they're, they play well in every format. They're powerful creatures. So we're going to talk a little bit about why you might want to play a creature-based deck like this. So the Eldrazi and Taxes, or White Black Eldrazi, whatever you want to call it, is a creature-based deck, so it's going to be running around 30 creatures, give or take, maybe 29, maybe 31, depending on what shenanigans you want to go for. Um, consistently eight spells uh, with that, and we'll talk about kind of our two lists. Um, we've got one to show you that is a little bit lower to the ground um, than the one that's kind of got a little bit more legs to it if you will um so the first one was an eighth place finish and we'll jump right into it and show you guys uh that list bam there we go all right let's get it going so white black eldrazi and taxes and i wanted to start out with our eldrazis to start it with the you know big powerhouses that this list run powerhouse in the sense that four mana four four that exiles a card from your opponent's hand now you also have to keep in mind that kind of fine print when thought not here leaves the battlefield target opponent draws a card shh, shh, don't don't worry about that part stripping away a card is very important especially because you could if you get a crazy uh powerful hand which is not that crazy to get uh you could cast a thought not seer on turn two um which is one of the big draws to playing Eldrazi and Taxes. Um, and that kind of goes into the land bases, which we'll talk about. Um, so we've got our Thought Knots here. Sweet. Uh, what else do we got going on? Wasteland Strangler. 
three mana, three, two. Seems good. Two colors and a black. It's a void, so it doesn't have any color with it. Uh, entrance Battlefield, you can put a card an opponent owns from exile into that player's graveyard. If you do, target creature gets minus three, minus three. So if you're playing against a creature-based deck, you have some death version of it. You can be able to take down some creatures, and guess what? It interacts with that Thought Not Seer. That card that you just exiled off Thought Not Seer, guess what? Now that one card makes this guy deal negative three, negative three to a creature. So had that nice little interaction. Wasteland Strangler also goes along with another um, exile effect in the deck, but we'll get to that after we talk about our other Eldrazi that is running around. That's our Eldrazi Displacer, which is such a powerful creature. Like, um, you guys might be familiar with the Displacer if you've seen the Bant Eldrazi, uh, which we have talked about on the channel. So, you know, having that flicker effect, right? Um, costs three mana, two colors, and a white for a three-three, and you pay three, and then you do need to pay uh, a colorless with it. So two of any color and a colorless mana, waste mana, whatever you want to call it. Uh, exile another target creature, then return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. So you can do that during your for your opponent's creatures. You can do it during your creatures, whatever. So if it's like okay, move to combat. All right, I will flicker your creature so he now is tapped and you can't attack with that guy that's a nice little interaction you can also say you know what i'm gonna flicker using eldron's displacer my thought not seer yeah he comes in tapped but guess what i gotta strip another card from you seems pretty good so we do have that interaction you can also protect some of your creatures um in regards to that so there are two flicker effects that the the deck does run um so Let's talk about our, our other set of creatures here. Um, let's talk a little bit about our taxes. Okay, We've got two main creatures that fit that taxes criteria. A tax that you have to pay in order to do something. Cast a spell, search your library, whatever it might be. So our, our two ones that Leon and Arbiter here. One in a white for a 2-2 two -two cat cleric players can't search a library unless they pay two then they can ignore that effect so it's not it's not for each fetch land right it's not for each ghost quarter blowing up my land it's you know if you want to be able to cast scape shift or if you want to fetch you can be able to pay two and then you could fetch as much as you want that turn it ignores this effect until end of turn but so just that little tidbit for for players that aren't as familiar against this deck you don't have to pay the two mana for each one it's not like a suppression field or something like that um, then our other taxing style is our thalia guardian of thraben two one one in a white first strike legendary human soldier non-creature spells cost one more to cast um some lists have been shaving down numbers of her because she is legendary. You don't want to just be stuck with a bunch of Thalia in your hand. Some have tried out the other version of Thalia. 3-2, creatures enter tapped, lands enter tapped, your opponent control. So that's, you know, another fun version of Thalia to be running. Um, so that's kind of our big two taxing styles. Um, and across the board on a lot of the taxing style decks, green, white, uh, black, white, you know, blue white whatever version you're running um, you're going to be running these sort of taxing creatures uh, we've also got our tide hollow scholar which does work well um, 
with our Wasteland Strangler that we were talking about earlier. So, blue, or blue, <laughs> it costs a white and a black for a 2-2 artifact zombie um, that when it enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals their hand, you get to choose a non-land card from it and exile it. But, when Tidehole Scholar return, uh, leaves the battlefield, so whether he gets flickered, whether he uh, gets destroyed, that card gets back to their hand. So oftentimes you'll see players take like a removal spell or something to kind of keep it alive for a little bit longer. Um, it is an artifact, so you can kill it off with some artifact hate if you want to go that route. Not as relevant as getting those board wipes and stuff like that from your board. So we've got that nice interaction. Um, the other cool addition that we're seeing is Dark Confidant being added in here because you'll see players like dump their hands sort of thing and be like, all right, cool, here's my creatures, boom, 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 and then they are able to kill them off or something and then you're kind of stuck in this like, well, I really wish I could draw some more cards than just want to turn. Dark Confidant helps you out with this. And knowing that you only have a four cost as the kind of biggest costed converted mana cost, if you will, you aren't going to be taking too much damage. Usually you're sitting around two, three costs overall so that is nice to, to kind of know about there so oops let's keep that guy up um so we're talking about our flicker effects right let's show up our, our two flickers bam displacer and flicker wisp so displacer is an activated ability so you can interact with that with like pithing needle or, or things along those lines uh the flicker wisp though three one elemental with flying so got some invasion going on in case things get gummed up on the board and you can't uh, get in for too much damage does cause double white uh, and a colorless enters the battlefield exile another target permanent so you can exile lands you can exile um, you know artifacts enchantments creatures whatever you want to exile um, then it returns to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step so maybe there is a artifact or an enchantment that's preventing you from being able to attack who knows maybe an ensnaring bridge or something's out well we're just gonna put that aside that can come back in a little bit but until then i'm gonna start swinging in and dealing some damage um, or maybe there's uh, a creature you're trying to save right it does not have flash but there's a way to kind of flash it in if you will and that's based on some of the spells that the deck is running so um there is this one lone flex spot um that kind of rocks around uh, in this version our mind sensor here um, it's a pretty sweet card if you will works pretty well with seeing a lot of these fetch and searching effects so even mind sensor just kind of slides a little bit more into our taxes right cost three for two one this one does have flash uh, if an opponent would search their library that player searches the top four cards of their library instead so that is pretty nice um, the other thing I want to talk about is some of the lists have run a Blade Splicer. Um, because, you, you know, death and taxes, we're low to the ground, want to have a lot of creatures out. 30 creatures is kind of what we're going for. So a nice little flex spot. You can play Blade Splicer because works really well with your Flicker Wisp, works really well with your Eldrazi Displacer there. When uh, Blade Splicer enters the battlefield, you make a 3-3 colorless golem artifact creature token. And, of course, your golems have first strike. Um, so that is pretty nice to basically get two creatures for the price of one and Eldrazi Displacer, you can just make a whole bunch. So that's kind of um, 
two flex spots, if you will. Blade Splicer could be in your list. Avon Mind Sensor could be in your list. But for the most part, these are what you're expecting to see. Now, spell-wise, how are we getting these creatures out? Aether Vial. Right? This is how we can cheat our Flicker Wisps to be have, able to have Flash. So, can sneak that guy into play. Again, a lot of the creatures in this deck are 2, 3 costed, so we're going to be pretty good about sneaking them in, keeping it around there. You could tick it up to 4 for a Thought Knot, but for the most most of the time it's going to be staying on those 2, 3 mana because that's what matters the most. You're also going to be running a place that have Path to Exile because, hey, we need some, some more removal in the deck, right? Um, Wasteland Strangler is nice, but Path to Exile just exile on that card altogether is kind of really relevant. So that is nice to kind of go about. Um, Aether Vial decks, you know, sideboarding in some artifact hate is pretty relevant to kind of slow them down. Maybe they kept a more greedy hand, and people can do that when they're playing Vile decks. They can say, you know what? I have a handful of three-cost stuff, but oh, I have a handful of three-cost stuff, Aether Vial, and one land. You know what? I can keep this the vial will help me get there. I'll draw into some lands, right? We'll make this work. And people try that from time to time, and they can get punished for it. So, um, you know, just keep that in mind if you are going sideboard stuff, is that destroying the vials is relevant, but really you want to be bringing in a lot of creature hate. If you've got board wipes, things like that, bring those in, because those will help you out. So let's talk creature base real quick. Um, you know, we've got some basics, double planes, we've got a swamp in here. Um, we have to have the caves. In this version of Death and Taxes, caves is just as important uh, as any other land because of the fact that you can get your blue, or I keep wanting to say blue, I, I just want to be a blue mage tonight, I guess. You can either get white or black mana, but you also can get the colorless. So casting your things like Eldrazi Displacer, your Thought Not Seers, those that have to have that that waste mana, that's very important. Sealed Courtyard's in here because hey, why not having a land that can tap for both enter uh, super quick, let us be able to use it without losing too much life. Um, we've also got our Godless Shrine, again, black and white, cool. Shambling Vent, some of our man lands, black and white. Um, maybe it's gotten to the point where we've lost most of our creatures, it's gone long and grindy, waiting for another threat. Well, we at least have some lands that, that count as threats. Um, so we've got a little bit more, uh, two more colorless lands to talk about. Ghost Quarter here is kind of our utility land, can destroy our opponent's stuff, and when we are um, using our taxes, right, if you guys remember where our ban our arbiter so bam here's our taxes stuff so if we're using our leon and arbiter and we blow up one of your lands you might not be able to search you might not be able to find that replacement land and then our other speed land our temple um so temple the fun thing about it is that actually does work with our um displacer so you can be able to, oh, oh. all right, apparently I'm just getting spammed of people logging online. <laughs> um, so Displacer, you can activate that using Eldrazi's Temple to get two mana because you can spend it to cast Eldrazi spells or activated abilities of Eldrazi's. So by having two temples, you get to play your Thought Knots here on turn two, right? 
by having that Eldrazi Temple, you basically can speed up when you get your Displacer out, when you get your Wasteland Strangler out, when you get your Thought Knots here out. So those really important. Um, sideboard stuff, as you'd expect to see, they can rotate around on how you want to go for it. But, you know, Fatal Push, important. Killing off more stuff if need to. Stony Silence, Anti-Artifact, yep, makes sense. Rest in Peace, works out really well. Um, you know, we're destroying a bunch of stuff, sending stuff to the graveyard. Uh, also, if you're playing against, like, a control deck, that's really important. Orzhov Pontiff, you know, can buff up extra plus one, minus ones, depending on how you want to do it. Crusader, yes, love it. Three cost, two, two, double strike protection from black and green. Well, hey, guess what? Death Shadow, you're not getting through this guy, right? Um, also can push for some extra damage. If you want to go that route, you need to be a little bit more aggressive. You can kind of go go that route. Core Firewalker against Burn, protection from red. When a player casts a red spell, gain a life. Seems pretty good. Graph Digger's Gate's also in there, you know, for some other pesky graveyard or library stuff. Maybe you're playing against a core base deck and you know, want, want a little bit of extra. So, this is kind of our nice lower to the ground list. I have one more list that I want to show you guys, um, which does sit a little bit higher up, uh, like we were talking about. And the creatures are pretty similar, but you can see we've kind of adjusted our numbers, right? Three Scholars this time, three Confidants this time, cool, three Thalia this time. Makes sense. We've also dropped down to only one Wasteland Stranger, not caring as much about that, uh, processing ability and doing making a creature have neg three neg three still have our play set of displacers flicker whisk because that flicker ability is very important only sitting at three arbiters seems cool of course we're going to have four thought not serious like again super important if you're going to play this uh version of the deck the other one addition here by basically adjusting our numbers slightly we're adding in reality smasher so it's one thing to you know, play a super taxing, super hateful deck, but then you sit there and go, all right, here's my Thought Knots here, here's a 4-4, four, four, and that's tough enough to deal with, right? You're going to have to sit here and fetch or have something die, and then you can push that. But if I play Reality Smasher for just one mana more, your Fatal Pushes are useless against this. And if you want to destroy it by a spell, you're going to have to discard a card. Otherwise, here's five damage. And... I can swing in for five the turn I play this because it does have trample and haste. So, oh, you're going to block with that 2-2? You're still taking damage, right? So Smasher is really solid uh, addition to the list. Um, I don't know if three Confidants and the three Smashers necessarily work out well together. Um, I might, you know, try to do three and two you know some variation of that and but you know adjust numbers accordingly depending on how you're feeling and how you're you're liking uh the deck you can you can do that we have those flex spots really i recommend you keeping displacers high flicker wisp high you know thought knots definitely going to be high on that list the other ones you can adjust right you can decide how you really want to want to factor that in but again vials path that's really the only spells that we need to worry about. Adding in an extra land, though. You see we've dropped down from 30 creatures to 28. Adding in an extra land because Reality Smasher does cost 5. So, uh, opting for, again, Shambling Vents. Cool. Makes sense. Concealed Courtyards, Caves, Plains, Swamp. Awesome. Uh, but, 
opting for the fetid heath this time. And I've seen people run like a one of in theirs. This list is opting for two, not running any isolated chapels, not running any godless shrines, but this filter land does help to be able to cast things. So I, I like that idea. Again, playset of ghost quarters, playset of the temple, and we're sneaking in one Seagate Wreckage in there. Draw a card, activate this ability only if you have no cards in your hand. So it's gone long, it's gone grindy. How can we get back into it? Well, I'll just pay three mana, I have no cards in my hand, and I'll draw a card. So let's do that. That seems awesome. So, you know, this deck can be able to have those explosive hands where you're like, all right, I've got temples. I've got two temples in my hand, Reality Smasher and a Thought Not Seer. This is like a snap keep, all right? Eldrazi Temple, and even if I don't have a Vial this turn and I can't cast anything turn one, I can pass. Turn two, Temple, Thought Not Seer. Turn three, by then, hopefully I get another land to cast the Reality Smasher, and then I'm swinging in nine on turn three. Like, and that will happen with this deck. By adding in the, the Reality Smasher, you allow yourself with those explosive plays and allow the chance to be able to uh, end the game super quick. You know, it does have that... Uh, power or you can go long in grindy games and rely on like the seagate wreckage and really just kind of play that displacer style and we'll flicker and we'll just gain some advantage off dark confidant and we can play either way and that's what's really good about this deck is the ability to um do both things as well as being super hateful to your opponent, right? You're stealing cards from their hand with with tide holler, you're stealing cards from their hands with thought not uh, you can be able to kill off creatures, you got Path to Exile, you got Wasteland Stranglers, and you can tax them, right? Thalia, all of the non-creature spells cost one more. Now that does count for yours, so Vile, Path, if you're going to do that after Thalia's out, they do cost one extra. Not really that relevant. You also got your Leonin Arbiter, so messing with search effects. So I love that style of play that you can kind of do this. And I, you know, I have the deck online, I've enjoyed playing it online. There's some people at the shop that uh, do play the deck as well. So sideboard again, we were talking about this is a lot of one ofs, a little bit different than the last list, but Core Firewalker is great. You know, there's burn out there. There's some red decks throwing him in here, gaining some life, being able to have a threat is also pretty relevant. Crusader, yes, let's keep him in there. Double strike, protection black and green. I love the Crusader. I think it's a great card to have in these sort of. Um, Death and Taxes style lists. So, Orzhov Pontiff, we saw it last time. There is the fourth Reality Smasher. So, hey, we need to kind of go a little bit more aggressive. We need to be kind of a little bit bigger. Let's let's throw him in there. Uh, extra Wasteland Stranger, if we need to kind of go that route, like a little bit more removal, we can go that route. Again, we talked about Rest in Peace being so relevant. Works against graveyard strategies. Um, like, hey, you're playing Living End? Well, guess what? You're not going to be bringing too many creatures back when I've got this out. Double Stony Silence. Blessed Alliance. I love this card. Um, this was like an all-star for me when I was playing on Tuesday. I was playing a control deck that had it and was just like loving the versatility of it. And, and you know, we've seen these Escalate cards do well. Like Collected Brutality is huge right now. So Blessed Alliance, Collected Brutality, yes, A+. plus. We love them. Uh, extra Fatal Push is in there. Got a Zealous Persecution. Again, if you're going wide, you can go wide, just buff your team, weaken them a little bit. Same sort of thing that uh, Orzhov Pontiff does, but this is at least an instant speed. And then one of my favorites, 
Ninvala Keeper of Silence. Activated abilities of creatures your opponent control can't be activated. So that means all those elf players that are running around, you're not going to be using those elves too much. You've got uh, basically four turns to try to stop me from casting this out. Four turns to kill me with all those elves. Otherwise, they're just a bunch of 1-1 one, one mana dorks that can't even tap for mana. So, I love that. And then, you know, there's a lot of other activated abilities that are out there that you're going to be annoyed with. Like, this even works in the mirror matchup if we're playing that Displacer battle, right? You can sit there and, and really mess with them and interact with them that way. So, so here's the list, right? We're seeing these these Eldrazi and Taxes. It's, it's a fun thing, fun style to go for. Like, um, and I definitely recommend if you like this sort of style of play, like the taxing style, to try out the Eldrazian taxes because you'll find the power behind them is worth staying around for and worth kind of adjusting your mana base for. So because like again, a thought not followed up by a reality smasher, like I get flashbacks from back when people were, were cheating those into play with um Eldrazi Temple, um and um, that other land that's now banned in modern. Now I can't even think the name of that one now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like the text is good. Like seventh place finish, it's solid in the meta. It definitely is not the most powerful deck and does suffer from that sort of board wipe stuff. You don't want to uh, overexert yourself. And Malcolm's came to visit. So, hi, Malcolm. Um, don't overexert yourself, you know, do the best that you can to, uh, maybe keep some reserves, be ready against those, like, Wrath of Gods, those Damnations, even Anger of the Gods, uh, does really well against most of your creatures, like, Tide Hollow is a 2-2, Dark Confidants 2-1, Displacer is a 3-3, Flicker Wisp is a 3-1, Arbiter is a 2-2, right, Wasteland Strangler is a 3-3, Thalia is a 2-1, like, you, you just have to be careful about stuff like that, you know, you're, again, you're, Reality Smasher and Thought Knots here um, are really the power uh, to help push this deck kind of up and, and over a lot of stuff. So that's going to do it for this episode of Modern Meta Breakdown. I hope you guys have been enjoying it. Again, we've, we've talked about so many different decks. If you've missed any of the episodes, make sure you check out um, on the channel. Again, some of the super old ones, the audio might be a little bit quieter, and I apologize. We did get it adjusted. Now it's much better. Hopefully I'm not too loud now, but you know we did do some adjustments then. So um, Let me know if there's other decks that you guys would like to see, what other stuff you'd like us to be talking about for Modern. Uh, but uh, again, at the beginning of the week, we tried to do non-magic videos over here on YouTube um, some some Diablo stuff we're gonna be doing some Hearthstone Starcraft stuff just kind of all sorts of things mainly Blizzard is kind of where I've been having a lot of fun outside of magic so it's gonna kind of be hanging out with those stuff for a little while now so uh, thanks again so much for tuning in guys you know follow subscribe all that sort of good stuff if you like what you see and I love hearing the suggestions of other decks to cover uh, for modern meta breakdown but that's gonna do it for us here tonight guys I'll see you all next game.